4.9 liter V8, 0 to 60, and I'm about to find out. Now, back to Sports 56 Happy Hour on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. This hour is brought to you by Tito's Vodka. Here once again, Johnny Radio. How dare you? How dare you? You boo it. You see him in the mall of Willowbrook. Boo his ass. If you see him on the DMV, boo him. Don LaGreca. Mm, what a guy, man. Heartbreaker. Uh, Michael K. Show, ESPN <laughs> in New York. That's not the show you're listening to, by yeah. the way. I know it's very confusing. Very people confusing. have to say the name of the show in the uh-huh. channel when you come back. Otherwise, people will be like, what station am I listening to? <laughs> no, this is Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. I was just crediting crediting mm-hmm. the great Michael K. Show. And that great clip. ESPN I mean, in New York from Don LaGreca there. But you should stay tuned to our station because we have an excellent guest, my favorite guest every week. Evie Van Pelt joins us now. She is the founder and publisher of The Rebel Walk, your one-stop shop. I think that's what John always says. Your one-stop shop. For Ole Miss Rebels sports information. And Evie, how are you this, uh, I guess it's afternoon now. How are you this afternoon, first of all? And my first question for you, very specific, very pointed. Hmm. How about them Rebels? How about them Rebs? Yay, hotty toddy. <laughs> I am doing infinitely better after last Saturday. I don't know about y'all, but what a game. And yes, I stormed the field. Really? Oh. Well, well, I, I actually, you know, they let media go down to, I, I really should be quiet because I don't think media relations would really approve, but <laughs> they let us go down to the, to the sidelines with about, uh, five minutes to go in the fourth quarter. And oh my gosh, I got so amped up. I mean, Dante Moncrief, the former oh, wow. rebel great was down on the sidelines, hyping up the crowd, hyping me up. And, uh, yeah, when that, Final play when the ball, you know, fell finally to the ground uh, in the end zone. One of his few incomplete passes. Um, yeah, I did. I did go out onto the field. I guess I need to remain professional and say I went out onto the field to video reactions. But yeah, it was really stormy well, yeah, in the uh, middle of all of it. It's I mean, far more exciting to say you stormed sure. the field. Maybe. I like the way you were <laughs> quite more. It's, that's exciting, right? That's exciting journalism to do right there. I have to ask you as well, and this is another ridiculous question too. But I, didn't Dexter McCluster lock the vault before the game? Yes. Wow. I mean, so you got it. Was, it was just, yeah, the entire, you know, in fact, that 2003 Cotton Bowl winning team, I mean, Eli Manning was there wow. for the yeah. game. He wow. was on the field pregame, pregame the, and Coach Cutcliffe, the entire 2003 uh, team was there. Well, maybe not the whole team, but they were represented there by a really good, uh, good number of groups of them. And so that was fun to see. And, you know, I want to say I've been going to Ole Miss games for a long, long time. Been there for some crazy ones, that Alabama game in 2014. But this crowd was amazing. Mm-hmm. And they stayed, and the students stayed, and nobody went back to the Grove. <laughs> and the stadium was packed, so it was awesome. Well, and, and I mean, offense, offense, offense in this game. I mean, it was both sides. <laughs> I mean, it was... Uh, it was in- incredibly fun to watch, but whew, my head was spinning after watching that game. But how big was it to get Quinchon Judkins, a huge game for him, 177 yards uh. and a touchdown? I know a lot of people, especially uh, Ole Miss fans and, and, and people like you that, that cover Ole Miss, were kind of uh, worried about Quinchon through these first couple of games. Obviously, 
uh, out for that injury and then coming back really couldn't get it going completely. But uh, how, how big was it for him against a team like LSU to go out and, and put together that type of performance? Oh, it was huge. I mean, it's one thing if you're doing it against Mercer, but mm-hmm. uh, if you're doing it against LSU, and it was by far uh, his biggest game of the season. And I want to say, uh, I mean, it was season high in both yards and rush attempts. And I believe his 33 carries was just one shy of a career high. I believe oh, wow. he had 34 carries against A&M last year, but great to see him healthy. Great to see him racking up all those yards. And honestly, I really want to shout out to Ulysses Bentley, the fourth. Mm-hmm. Also, he had a career high 90 yards. Yeah against LSU and I think was another pivotal pivotal player. What did uh what did coach Kevin have to say after the game? I know he had been receiving I don't want to say heavy criticism, but certainly some criticism going into that game. What did he have to say after the victory? <laughs> well, you know, he really he really did. He had received a lot of criticism and I think that he had received a lot of it because that offensive performance against Alabama was mm-hmm. just not exactly, you know, what uh, what anybody expected. And so, I mean, I think the to be honest, again, like we said last week, if you hold if you hold uh, Alabama to twenty four points, you probably think that you're gonna gonna have come out of that game with a win if you're Ole Miss, just because you just don't think that the Rebels will be held to ten points. So definitely after the LSU game. He was incredibly, you know, happy about it, as as effusive as Lane can can be. He doesn't, you know, he's never going to be rah-rah. But I will tell you, he did start off his press conference by thanking the fans. You know, he's been a little critical of, you know, fans wanting people to show up and stay, and he right off the bat thanked everybody for that. And so, um, you know, he was really pleased with Dart's performance. And actually, his player of the game was the Ole Miss offensive line. Mm. And I think that was very appropriate because they were not the players of the game the week before right. in Alabama, and he had really challenged them. So I think they, they did a great job. Yeah. Well, you, you mentioned Jackson Dart, and, and I know you and John, I'm sure, talk about Jackson Dart every week because he's the, the starting quarterback. But uh, when you look at, at what he's done through these first uh, five weeks of the season, I, I've been really impressed at, at kind of the step I've seen him take, or at least it seems like he's taken as a passer. I mean, you go back and look at last year, 20 touchdowns, to 11 interceptions. Right now he's sitting at 11 touchdowns, two interceptions, uh, 1,485 yards. What what have you seen from him in terms of those improvements from last season as just a a pure passer? Well, I tell you what, you hit the nail on the head there. He's improved and dramatically with the interceptions. Mm -hmm. And um, just cutting those down to just two, I mean, that's been really just fantastic. I mean, there was one untimely one, I think, against Alabama the yeah. week before. But, but for the most part, yeah. I mean, he's leading, um, leading in a number of categories, and I think even passing yards per completion. You know, the Rebels love to say score from far, mm-hmm. and uh, I think his average completion is sixteen point three two yards. Wow. Uh, per pass and uh, just really uh, it seems to be not only it's not just his play he's definitely playing smarter his 
total QBR has jumped up. Last year, it was right around 70, 72, which, as that implies, it was probably about average. Had him down in the lower 20s, I think, in the country. And that's just not an elite level and not going to get it done in the SEC. And he's really uh, risen in that this year, too. And so... um I think uh, that's been important. And his, his leadership, you know, his leadership this year has been off the chart. He's really made a, made a point um, to, to, you know, he's kind of, he's a quieter kid. He's not as, you know, exuberant, I don't think, as Matt Corral. But we've seen him get exuberant this year. But he's really made a point, I think, to put the, put the team on his shoulders. Well, well obviously, kind of moving from week five down to week, week, week five into week six. I think that's mm, right. Week that's right. I think I got it. You know, it all runs together. <laughs> NFL's one week behind. Uh, you know, you right. forget all the numbers going around. But uh, as we kind of move from week five to week six, obviously 1,300 combined yards between the two Ooh. teams looks really good for one side of the ball uh-huh. and really <laughs> something to be desired on the other side of the ball so what did coach Kiffin say regarding the things that need to be improved going from last week to this week well you know he 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 spoke on the SEC coaches teleconference yesterday and said he hopes that that LSU game is an outlier (laughs) that uh, those 44 points they gave up you know they were doing really well they're scoring defense I mean even you know again holding Alabama to 24 in Tuscaloosa Um, so he he kind of hopes that that was an outlier and really challenged them. He said he challenged the offense and the offensive line after the Alabama game and that he's done the same with the defense. And, you know, they're just going to, it's going to be challenging. I mean, we've got another, you know, you turn around and there you've got KJ Jefferson and Rocket Mm -hmm. Sanders coming in. And I think Rocket is uh, more healthy than than what he was, and you know, Kiffin talked about the defense is going to have to, you know, limit explosive plays. And again, you know, that's easier easier said than done. I don't think it will be. I mean, I hope you know it won't be as challenging as LSU because my gosh, Jaden Daniels is just something else. Mm-hmm. He, he just so yeah. But Kiffin said that we're just on defense. We're going to have to stop the run and limit the explosive pass plays and. Um, so I think that'll probably be it in a nutshell. Well, Evie, you, you mentioned that next game against Arkansas, and, and kind of looking at this Arkansas team, 2-3 and three right now, uh, just got beat by Texas A&M, but played LSU uh, really close the week before, but uh, maybe maybe kind of down year for Arkansas this year, but you go back last year, the year before, kind of mm. recent history, Arkansas versus Ole Miss have been some really entertaining, really close games. How important is it for this Ole Miss team not to kind of get too high on this win over LSU and maybe overlook a, a team that on paper uh, doesn't look as good as it has in past years in Arkansas? Well, I think the good thing for Ole Miss, well, it's not a good thing they lost last year, but I think that they Mm. recall very well what happened to them last year uh, at Arkansas. And they recall, I think last year, Rocket Sanders scored three touchdowns and ran for 232 yards by himself against the Ole Miss defense. So um, I think that that and the fact that Ole Miss, Arkansas, always plays Ole Miss tough, Mm -hmm. always. And I think the year before, when it was in Oxford, I mean, it was a one-point final thing that came down to a two-point conversion that Arkansas didn't convert at the end. Uh, which cost them the game. But, I mean, they're just such close games. So I think that, you know, that's one thing Kiffin said. You know, we he, he actually said we got our butts kicked by them last year. So I think maybe that helped. 
in knowing that, you know, it's kind of like K.J. Jefferson is still there. Mm. (laughs) we got to play him again. He's so big and strong. And um, so I do think that 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 probably helps knowing that, you know, they've got some key pieces. I think K.J. I think is thrown for 1,050 yards this season, rushed for another 125. In fact, he has 14 more rushing attempts than Dart does, who is pretty heavily used in the Rebels ground game. So um, I do not think that they'll be overlooking this. LSU was big, but I think they know if they want to contend for the West, they've got to be focused. Well, that's a really important thing, too, that you just mentioned as well. Because like you said, I mean, that's always the worry after a huge win like that against one of the teams that people pick to win the the West in the SEC before the season. A lot of people pick them, so a down week is very scary in that regard, especially with Arkansas being, you know, Arkansas coming in with all that fire to 0-2 in the league to start the season. So that's a very positive thing that you just mentioned, that they they remember what happened last year and are not willing to overlook it either. Uh, what do you make of Arkansas coming in at 0-2, though? Like, you just mentioned they won in last year. Do you think, I also want to mention that Ole Miss is favored by 11.5 points in this wow. game, and I know that I know that you're not always looking at spreads and stuff like that when you're doing your journalism, but do you think that some of that line setting has to do with with how down Arkansas has been and what a great win Ole Miss had last year. Do you think this game, these two teams are closer than 11 points? Yeah, I think they are, and I think I think that just because there's such a history between Ole Miss and Arkansas. And, you know, if you ask Ole Miss fans, if you were to tweet, what are the three saddest words in all of sports, they would say fourth and 25. (laughs) So uh, remembering that game. So, I mean, I just think there's such a history of these two teams and playing so close. So I really kind of, it's kind of like almost playing the Egg Bowl. I kind of throw out the point spread there just because it's just a a rivalry game. But I, I think it's interesting that Sam Pittman said this week he is, kind of shuffling his offensive line around. And so that's going to be interesting to see how how that goes. Um, he's going to be, I think, having a new uh, center and moving uh, a, a left tackle, I believe, over. Um, and he's also, you know, they were really excited about their, their tight end, Luke Haas, who mm-hmm. broke his collarbone, I believe, against A&M, so they Man. won't have him. Um, but it is, it is interesting that he's going to be kind of shuffling things up a little bit because frankly, um, they had against A&M, I think Jefferson was sacked seven times. They gave up 15 tackles for loss and finished with just 42 total rushing yards, which it's awfully hard, I would think, to have. Uh, Sanders and Jefferson held to that. So he shifted. It was the right tackle. I'm sorry. He put uh, the right tackle, Patrick Cutus, to the starting center mm-hmm. position. And so there could be some other, other moves as well. So, um, this would be a really good game for the Ole Miss defensive line to get, get pressure. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm curious, obviously here in Memphis, uh, Caden Prescorn, who played for the Tigers last year, a lot of people uh, here continue to keep tabs on him and, and now back from injury uh, has played the last couple of games for Ole Miss. Well, what have you uh, seen from him? What have you what have you liked from him at tight end? And then uh, with Michael Trigg uh, now away from the team, what have you heard about that situation uh, with Michael Trigg no longer with the Rebels? 
Well, I tell you what, um, I, we really haven't heard any more about Trigg mm-hmm. other than what Lane Kiffin told us last Wednesday, which is he is no longer with the program. So I think that that's a done deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael Trigg, I swear, I mean, uh, Caden Priestcorn has been such a phenomenal asset to Ole Miss. In fact, I think you'll see if you go back and watch the Trey Harris touchdown that he made, the final touchdown of the game for Ole Miss against LSU to uh, give him the game, game-winning game score. Caden Priestcorn just, I mean, he blocks the heck out of out of an LSU guy in that, on that play. And so in the game against LSU, there were his three catches were all on third down. So I want to say it was like third and seven and then maybe third and 10 and then a third and 11. And he converted on all three. And that's been one of the things Kiffin has talked about is it's kind of hard to have your up-tempo game when your, you know, third down conversion percentage was so bad. So having him back and healthy is, it's just really making all the difference because not only does he have those great hands, and gave the Rebels a game kind of, you know, across the middle of the field that they were lacking, but also his blocking is phenomenal. And Kiffin calls him, he says, he is a NFL every down tight end. Wow. Evie Van Pelt here with us from the Rebel Walk, founder and publisher of the Rebel Walk. They do great work at therebelwalk.com. You can check it out on therebelwalk.com, on Twitter, all their different sites. Evie, I have one more football question, but i got to get to a <laughs> basketball question first because this is unbelievable here. It's the time of year yeah. where all our sports are converging and we're going to have them all playing at the same time. I'm excited, and I'm assuming, of course they have, uh, Ole Miss has started uh, preseason practices mm-hmm. at this point. So what can you tell us, uh, what do you know about both either the men's and women's I know Coach Yo is doing a great job there, oh, yeah. too. What have you heard early indications from, from their uh, their training camp starting? Well, I tell you what, it's been uh, it's fun to watch Chris Beard and Coach Yo uh, coach their teams and how they interact with them. What I heard, actually, from a, a former player who was at a recent practice of Chris Beard's, he said, Evie, this, his practices are next level. And he said, they're not like anything I've been around before. So they're intense. He told us um, last week that he wants his players so competitive that he wants them to win the ping pong game before <laughs> practice. He wants them, you know, and that, 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 um, you know, that that's just how, how you perform. And he's really now, I think just, you know, working on integrating all the players with each other and new players and who's you know, getting comfortable, who's going to be a leader. And, and, uh, but really and truly his energy and his enthusiasm is just phenomenal. And of course, coach, Yo, I mean, that just goes without saying, I mean, she's, she's just a dynamo and she's got the girls in the gym practicing and we've had the opportunity to watch them and talk to a few of them. And I tell you what, she's been telling me since the end of last season, they're going to be better this season than they were last year, which everyone may recall, they beat number one Stanford on their home court in the NCAA tournament. So I'm really, really looking forward to both men's and women's basketball. Well, it's a fun season coming up here too. Uh, I also have to say, Evie, I'm do a little bit of reporting here in fact I don't know if he still does this but I know he did it when he was the coach at Texas Tech Chris Beard at the end of a lot of his practices usually at the end of the week he'll have two staff members non-players two staff members play one-on-one 
He makes each <laughs> oh, player, wow. manager, coach that's not playing pick a side. And if the person that you picked loses, you got to run sprints at the Love end of that. practice. Oh. And Coach Beard isn't above it. Whoever he picks, he'll run sprints with them too. It's a great, it's a great thing. So that's keep awesome. your eye on for those practices as well. And my last football question for you, Evie, is this: Do you know who's locking the vault this week, and why should it be Dexter McCluster again? Because they beat LSU last week. Oh man, I I don't know, but you know what? I mean. I, I would vote for Dexter McCluster any day Every of the week. week. Any day. Dexter and Cody Pruitt. I mean Cody Pruitt. I gotta I gotta give give a little shout out to Cody there. But I will tell you I'm serious. I, I think I have a video out where of of that final series against LSU and Dante Moncrief was killing it. I mean, he had everybody. Like I That's said, awesome. he had me storming the field. So. <laughs> I, I mean, those names take me back oh, to yeah. the song "Feed Moncrief" oh, back man. in the day. Yeah. Oh man, that's great stuff. <laughs> Evie Van Pelt joining us from the Rebel Walk. You can follow them on Twitter at the Rebel Walk. Follow her on Twitter at Ole Miss Evie and go to the RebelWalk.com. Truly, if you like Ole Miss athletics, everything nowadays is behind a paywall too. Evie and you guys do great reporting and stuff like that and you give it to the people for free thank you so much for joining us and thank you so much for your great work as well thank y'all so much for having me thanks evie join the voice of the tigers dave woloshin for wolo and friends weekday mornings from 10 to 11 here on sports 56 and 98.5 fm Today, I consider myself the luckiest man on the face of the earth. Now, back to Sports 56 Happy Hour on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. This hour is brought to you by Tito's Vodka. Here once again, Johnny Radio. How dare you? How dare you? Boo him. If you see him in the mall of Willowbrook, boo his ass. If you see him on the DMV, boo him. This movie, this music is very happy to put sure underneath is. an irate Don uh-huh. Lagreca. It works though. Boo him. <laughs> I'm getting better at my Don. You are. I mean, the more you listen to it, the, the better you get. But that's what the Ethereum said. That the Rich and Tolkien's alive. The Rockets should be towing out. That's what the Ethereum Theorem says. I'm like twitching while I do that. You, yeah, you have to because like he's like slurring his words while he does uh-huh. it too. An unhinged human being, oh, man. for sure. That's Don Lagreca. Sure. You know he also does the, I think pre and post game shows for the New York Rangers when I listen to him on the radio. <laughs> really? Uh-huh, sure wow. Does. So you hear a lot of Don. I hear a lot of Don. Um, Bryant, we've got thirty more minutes in the show. Wow, flies by. I really time flies when you're having fun, sure doesn't does. it? Sure. And uh, and so I, I prepared more things today than we're going to have time for, but we'll we'll be doing this again tomorrow and then next week too. Mm-hmm. We got to talk hockey. I wanted to talk about. Yep. Um, we've got bets to do, but I thought this would be a good opportunity to do lists. Ooh, I love a good list. I love a list. Um, and I've got a few different directions we can go here with this list. Okay. I have it's Friday. Usually this stuff I, I like. Today's this. Thursday. Oh, it's, that's what I said. Thursday. <laughs> you misheard. Uh, and so did all of you in your cars and, and radios as well. You misheard me. I definitely said Thursday. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, there's two lists that I have for today. And usually I like to – my first list, I usually like to scoop mm-hmm. the AP poll uh, because mine is better. Sure. My college football poll is better. Of course. It just is. I'm, I'm hyper-analyzing mm-hmm. this stuff. Watching all these games real time. And I'm not a biased idiot mm-hmm. the way they are where it's like, oh, yeah. this team was number three, so uh-huh. they lost this game. They can only move down like one or two spots. Uh-huh. No. We start fresh every week. Oh, I get- the best team's the best team. Mm. The, the 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 ceiling is the ceiling. Mm. That's not what it, the the ceiling is the roof. The roof that's what that's what go. Michael Jordan mm-hmm. once said. So I've got my top twenty five that has thirty teams. I also have my huh? top. I'm sorry. You what? I have my top twenty five uh, that has thirty teams. Oh, okay. What was confusing I, about that? I, I, I wouldn't it be a top thirty then. No, no, no. People don't make top thirties, Brian. They make top twenty fives. Right. Okay, I'm sorry. And mine has thirty teams. Okay. What are you not understanding I, about uh, this? I'll just have to listen to it. And, and I also have my top five TV shows or movies that you need to watch yeah. in October. And there's like twenty there. Then why is it a top five? Because people don't make top twenties, Brian. They make top fives. Okay. When All it's right. when it's something like that, think, it's a top I five. I think you're off on your. I mean, I'm not uh, just going to hit here and list twenty list. movies. I'm going to I'm going to do a top five. I mean, oh. it's ridiculous. But now there are twenty movies in my top five. But, but you're not going to list them all because it's. No, I'm going to say them all. Oh. But I'm not going to list them all. You know, I see. You know what I'm saying? Maybe you understand. I, I guess I'll just have to hear it. To so, understand. which way do you want to start? Hey, here? look, you're the ones that put all this time and effort into these lists. Uh, you, you, your call. Well, it's hard to decide, man. I mean, like, what am I? I, I mean, you're making me choose. It's like having to choose a favorite kid. You know, it's usually the first one, isn't it, or the last one? Uh-huh. And all we can agree Certainly on not the middle one. All we can agree on is if you have three, the middle one is definitely the least <laughs> definitely favorite. The least. Well, I just can't pick, Brian. This is just too uh-huh. difficult to try and pick which one of these I'm going to do. Whoa! <laughs> What is going on? Look, hello. Hello. I didn't even know what happened there. Well, I guess uh, I guess the powers that be chose for us, didn't they? So it sounds you know what this music means, Bryant. It means the your top twenty five list. Wow, why couldn't this be the uh, why couldn't this be the movies and well, TV I mean, music? You know, every 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 list has its own music, and, and you've you know, heard this before and associated with my top twenty five. Maybe the I just real made an top twenty five. You know, and if you have any quarrels, hypothesis, as some would say, if you have any quarrels with my top twenty five, remember wrong. the name of this show is Johnny Radio's Happy Hour. So please forward all complaints <laughs> to John Harden. Uh, it, he takes all responsibility for anything yeah. you're unhappy with that I did today. Um, I'm going to start at the bottom, Brian. I'm going to start at the top of the list. So no, let's start. Does, I'm going to go like five, maybe seven at a time yeah. in some okay. cases. And I just want you to give your thoughts on those teams there. So starting at 30, we're going to go 30 to 25 okay. here. You ready? Yeah. Or 26, I suppose. 30 okay. to 26. Auburn. Mm, what? Fresno State. Okay. Wisconsin. Badgers. Tulane. Oh. And knocking on the door, Missouri. Bryant, what do you think about my 30 to 26? May I ask you why Auburn is there? Well, because they played Georgia close? They, they played Georgia really close, and they're trying to figure out a quarterback situation. I like Bob Ashford might, a lot. Might be another reason why I would not have them in but, my top 30. But isn't that I mean, more impressive? They're trying to figure out a, to- a quarterback situation, and they played Georgia close. Q Freeze just gets up for the big mm. game, man. And so I feel like you have to respect a team that is will is, that can win any game mm. at any given time. Tell you the game to watch after watching that Georgia game? The Iron Bowl. You believe me? I believe it. I mean, it's game. A, it, it not it, it's Robbery. I mean, it, you throw the records out for one thing too, but like forget about how good or bad each team is in that case as well. Anything can happen in that game, and you know where they play the Iron Bowl this year uh, at Auburn. Jordan Hare. Wow, and you never know what's going to happen at Jordan Hare. We we didn't even know what was going to happen with Georgia last week, so yeah. so that's just another example of that. All right, um, any more thoughts on I what about Tulane? You like Tulane uh, at twenty seven? I mean, whatever. 
I mean, the game with the Tigers coming yeah, up. Yeah, only lost one game, so maybe. I don't know. The Fresno State? I know you like small oh, school. Oh, I like Fresno State. I think they're actually in the, the, the that other wannabe top 25. It's terrible. But, the, one that they, the one that's biased yeah. and stupid? Uh-huh. Yeah, no, I probably are. All right, let's go to 25 here. This is like 25. This is like uh, it's like 10 in a row. Okay, I'll just go t- list off 10 here. You ready? Okay. Kentucky. Louisville. And remember, I'm going 25 and up wow, here. So Kentucky and Louisville back-to-back. Kentucky, Louisville, mm. Kansas State, mm. Tennessee, mm. Oregon State, okay. Texas A&M, mm. Ole Miss, oh. Utah, okay. LSU, North Carolina. So, Your thoughts, Brian? So you have LSU ahead of Ole Miss. Oh, so just because a team beats another team, you want me to change all the rankings and put them ahead of them. That's not how rankings work, Brian. You know what I mean? If a team loses their first game of the year and lost to a but team... But it wasn't that, the first game of the year. It's the fifth game of the year. No, no. If a team loses for the first time all year uh-huh. and they lose to... it, I'm not saying... But if they lose to another... Let's say in basketball. Okay. team is... 18 and 0, and they lose their 19th game to a team that already has seven losses. Should that team be ranked ahead of them? But Ole Miss doesn't have any losses. No, they have one loss. They have one loss. And now LSU has one loss. Yeah. So they're even Steven. Yeah. So you but just, Ole Miss beat them. And so that just means. What about the eye test? Doesn't the eye test mean anything to you? Huh? Does it? Okay. That's not an answer. Okay. Does the eye test mean anything to it you? It means a lot to me. It I, clearly I, doesn't. I, I have two of them. So, but your eye test likes Four Ole Miss. When I'm wearing my glasses, your eye test seems to like Ole Miss more than it likes LSU. No, I don't. I, I didn't say that. I don't mean, I just, you were just you thought it was peculiar. You I think that if teams are that you close, know, I think I've been so biased by the oh, one of you poll that it's just messing up. My, that you my can't view. approach it from a neutral standpoint yeah. and start fresh every yeah, week. Yeah, I think. I think that's. I, think that's I agree. Yeah. I mean, LSU is one. Also, some, I think you have Kentucky a little too well. Really? Not to not to jump out there. Goodness sake, they had a guy run for like 266 yards. Florida Stakes! Sorry. So? What do you mean for so? 280 yards! Yeah, but I'm not ranking how good the running back is. We're looking at team rankings Vanderbilt here. Vanderbilt made, anchor down. Vanderbilt, is Kentucky better than Tennessee? Is Kentucky better than A&M? Yeah. Is Kentucky, no. is Kentucky no. better than Ole Miss? Oh, uh, uh, maybe. Is Kentucky better than LSU? Uh, maybe. Hmm. Well, see, so you don't know. We'll see. We'll but you were vet, you think Kentucky's too low, but those are teams that are like one spot away, Better two spots away. Really? Oh, yeah. Flip those for sure. Better than K-State? No, oh, yeah. Louisville runs that state, brother. We're going to find out who we'll runs that out. state later in the year, won't yeah, we? Last game of the year. Throw the records out. <laughs> and, we'll also uh, find out who's better between Kentucky and Tennessee. The last one I weeks. named was UNC. North Carolina? Yeah. They just got their best receiver uh, eligible. Wow. So maybe. But that doesn't affect my rankings here. Though, you know? uh, no, I like North Carolina. I'll be honest. I haven't watched a ton of North Carolina this year. Really? Yeah, well, so North Carolina 16. So now we're into 15 and up. Yeah, 15, 15 and up. And up. Okay, here we go. I'm going to do four here. You ready? Okay. So, my, so 15 to 10. Fif- no, four. 15 to 11. 15 to 11. Try it one more time. 15 to, to 12. Nailed it. Four teams here. Here we go. Miami. The U. Clemson. Huh. Washington State. Okay. I and, Washington State. And Oklahoma. Oh, Oklahoma. I love Oklahoma. Big game for the for the, the Sooners this weekend. Oklahoma, I want to be a wagon, but they just haven't showed me that they're uh, a wagon yet. I think they are a wagon. I have Oklahoma as one of my like eight teams that have shown they can win the national championship. Not shown they can get to the college football playoffs, have shown they can win the whole thing. Really? Oh yeah, I love I love this Oklahoma. Well, wait, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. 
Whoa! Whoa! Brian, new Whoa. music. You know what this new oh, music my means? Goodness. You know, I don't. You know what this indicates? No. Apparently, the powers that wow. be have decided that we need to Good stop Lord. for a minute. Wow. I'm going to stop at Oklahoma. Remember, that's number 12. Uh-huh. And I want to hear how many teams wow. was it? Eight. I want to hear the eight teams uh-huh. that ha- could win the national no, championship. No, 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 no. Wrong. Oh, I'm sorry. Have shown they can win. Very big distinction. Right. Because you think more teams can win. There are but some teams that could win it. They haven't shown Plenty it. Plenty of teams could win it. Okay. Only eight have shown to my eyes that they can win the national championship. Do you have reasons as to why, or do I have to provide the commentary like hmm. you were just doing for me? Because I don't know if I can provide the commentary as well as you did for me just listening to yeah, you. Yeah, I'm sure, I, I'm sure I can find things for all these teams. I mean, they've proven it. They've shown it. Okay. I've seen it. Okay, let's go one by one, and then I want you to stop and provide some commentary. Go there, okay? Starting at the bottom. In no order. No, I, no there's order. no order here. So no we're just running through these teams. I can't rank these teams. They've no. all shown they can win it. I'm the ranker. Only one team wins it, so I can't rank these teams. I'm the ranker around here. Texas. Florida State. I'll just go through the first four. Since it's eight, I'll break it up four and four for you. Texas, Florida State, Ohio State, Notre Dame. Wow. The Irish. Georgia still leaves something to be desired? Oh, you might not be there yet. I'm sorry. Who? I'm sorry. Who'd you say? Georgia. No, no, no I don't want to get down. I'm not jumping, gun, not jumping the gun. Not jumping the gun. Not jumping the gun. I mean, Notre Dame, I love. So you, oh, Sam Hartman. So you don't even have he, to go to. He's got a cannon on him. You not only have have solidified yourself, you can get out of going to church this week because I you sure think can. Notre Dame is going to win. You don't have to go to church for the rest of football season I mean, because you now believe now until February when the national championship is I don't is think played. I even went to church on Sunday. Yeah, so because because. You love Jesus clearly uh-huh. by your love of Notre uh, Dame. Touchdown, Jesus. Notre Dame's a good team. They're a good team. They're a competitive team, and, and I don't know if they can win a national championship, but they can compete for they've one. They've shown it, though. They've shown it. They've you, shown t- it. According to you, they've shown it. Very right. different between can and, and have shown. Next four. Penn State. Really? Oregon. Washington and Oklahoma. That's your eight teams have shown it. Washington, really? Oh, yeah. Michael, Michael Penix. Penix. I heard somebody, was it Dan Orlovsky saying? Or no, no, no. Maybe it was uh, Robert Griffin III uh-huh. saying that he, he Michael Penix, Michael he Penix steps, in, steps in as a rookie NFL QB right away. I mean, he really could. Up until this last game, which I'm pretty sure he played the whole game because it was a closer game against Arizona. So, for the first four games of the season, Michael Penix did not play a complete game. Really? He was pulled in all four of those games because they were up by so much. I was about to say because they're winning by too much. Yeah, I mean, it's incredible. And he's got receivers. Oh, I love this Washington offense. Wow, I like that a lot. So that's my eight teams. I really like that a lot. Oklahoma, I don't care that they haven't played anybody. That offense with Dylan Gabriel has been unbelievable. And their defense, here's my test. You know, here's one of the eye tests. You give me a Vegas, you give me a line, and if a team blows through that line, I mean, I mean that's all I can ask for. Oklahoma has done that. Last week against Iowa State, 20-point line, beat them by like 35. I mean... LSU also lost to Florida State. They have two losses. Yeah, they have. They do. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're right. We're talking about double. Mm-hmm. And uh, it doesn't matter. They're still ranked above Ole Miss. Hey, I mean, Florida State. I, I mean, you could you can make an argument. Florida State's the best team in the country. Who was Ole Miss playing the week they played Florida State? Tulane, right? And Tulane State. No, 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 no. No, they no, played no. and they played that other horrible team. Mercer, Mercer, yeah, Mercer. please. <laughs> LSU was playing Florida State. There yeah, it's an argument. And you just said Florida State's one of your teams that can win the National oh, Championship. absolutely. I love Florida State. Yeah, it's all you need. They've shown. So you keep you, saying could. I mean, that's not the list. So they've shown. I'm sorry. They've you're shown. right. You're right. You're right. So now, but you're providing. Just respect for my list. You're now providing me the reasons as to why LSU is ranked above Florida I mean, yeah. I mean, what can I say? Anyway. Um, now we're at 11. Okay. Let's go. This is 11. we're 12. 12, uh, no, I said the 12 said team. 12, 11, this okay. is 11 through 6. Yes. Okay? 11 to 6. Notre Dame. Ooh, 
knocking on the door of the tent. Sure USC, mm. Southern California. I didn't have USC on my teams have shown. Washington. Oh, I love above USC, same I like conference it. too. Alabama champions. Alabama. Oh. Oregon. Oregon. Penn State. I love Penn State. So, oh, uh, man, independent State. team, uh-huh. three Pac-12s, yeah. a Big Ten, and Alabama. Uh-huh. What do you think? I like it. I mean, those are look. Pac-12 has been head and shoulders the best conference in football this year. Playing good ball over there, and man. they've got quarterbacks all over the place. I mean, you talk about the, uh, college football being a quarterback-driven sport right now. Pac-12. I mean, quarterbacks all over the place. Gunslingers. Yeah, literally. It's starting to make you think if Caleb Williams is the first pick. I mean... Does it? I don't know. I can't evaluate Get, quarterbacks. Get Williams unbelievable. I know how to evaluate Evan Neal, but I don't know how That's to evaluate quarterbacks. Yeah. I can stop at Evan Neal. All right, top five. Let's do it. This is where it gets really exciting. Okay. Top five here, okay? Number five. Okay. The Ohio State Ooh, University. OH. Florida State. At number four. Feel free, yeah, free to yeah, offer commentary. You don't have to Florida let me finish State. here. Florida oh, State Mike four. Mike what he's doing at Florida State. Unbelievable. Beat LSU. Sure did. Beat Clemson. Number three, Michigan. So okay. you got Michigan, Ohio State up there, both oh, in the top five. Yeah. A lot of back and forth going yeah. on there in the Big Ten. And my top two. Okay. Top two, I'm excited. Ding, 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 ding. Well, you know what that noise means, Brian? I don't. It means that we have a new number Whoa. one. Number two is Georgia. Oh, when you outgain on you. when you outgain a Lance Leopold wow. football team by 400 yards and have the most impressive win wow. of the college football season, it's time to solidify them as the number one team in the country. I mean, no question it's about the it. University wow. of Texas, wow. the Longhorns, for my money, Hook the em. best team in college football. And the only reason they aren't mm. is because the cowards and the Associated Press. Mm. Are afraid to move Georgia down without a loss. Yep. Do it. Right. They are not as impressive. They're they not. almost lost to Auburn for goodness sakes. I can go back to last year and they almost lost to Missouri. I mean, it's, it's pathetic what Kirby Smart is doing. Please take Brock Bowers off that team. Might not even be a top twenty-five. Bingo. Team. I mean, let me know about it. What? I, I argue with it. You <laughs> haven't seen the team without Brock Bowers. Man. You don't know how they look without him. So Texas is my new number one. What do you think? I like it. Hook them. They're back. After and, all of the, the talk about Texas never going to be back, they're back. And one of your teams that could win the national championship, right? Shown, Jay Morgan. They have shown they can win the national championship. Oh. Could is a completely different list that I have not made. We'll try and get all this straight uh-huh. back after this. Broadcasting from the Family Leisure Studio, we are Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. But you gotta be willing to take the hit and not pointing fingers saying you ain't where you wanna be because of him or her or anybody. Cowards do that and that ain't you. You're better than that. Now back to Sports 56 Happy Hour on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. This hour is brought to you by Tito's Vodka. Here once again, Johnny Radio. How dare you! You should boo him. You see him in the mall of Willowbrook, boo his ass. If you see him on the DMV, boo him. We are back, Bryant. 
And that means that it's the end for Don LaGreca probably mm, for the day as well. Although if you Shout really if you really want to, you can listen to the Michael K show today on the Yes <laughs> Network if you're lucky enough to get that network. Um what Don has to say today. See what Don has to say. I don't think Michael hey. K is there this week. I think he takes a little break once oh, the MLB boy. playoffs start here. Yeah. Even though the Yankees were not playing in that <laughs> uh, round nor at all, but you know, he just finished a long season doing Yankees uh, broadcast, I need think. A little, need a little time off. Well earned break, especially yeah, yeah. watching those games the last Jeez. month or so of the season for goodness sakes. What a terrible hey, football team. Don't look now. That's not a football Dallas team. cut it to 10. It's a, ba- it's a baseball it's team. A baseball I said, what a terrible football mm, team. Well, I mean, they're playing like it's football. And they were talking about Don Lagr- I mean, they were talking about Evan Neal, too. Losing so got- by football scores. A- and you should also clarify who you mean by Dallas. Oh, the Mavericks. Yeah. yeah. You also Abu said Dhabi. You also said multiple times the Isaac uh-huh. Memphis Media Day. No, that's not no, what it was. No, you said that. I didn't say that. I said that. Grizzlies Media Day. You said Memphis Media Day. Oh, boo freaking hit. No, it's a I very mean, big distinction. Lord. It's a huge distinction. Well, everybody knows what we're talking about. We're talking Grizzlies. Did I say Memphis Media Day? I mean, people know what I'm talking That's about. That's really one of my pet peeves, honestly. Jeez. It's a huge distinction. Because, like, Memphis refers to the university uh, of or the city itself. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Whereas oh, yeah. the Grizzlies is a specific entity. Wow. Seven point game. Wow. For who? Uh, the Mavericks, mm. but they're down. That was a great opportunity to really <laughs> no, to, <laughs> to really drive in Dallas. Uh, Dallas is up. We need them to. We need them to win this game. Uh, if I get this correct, Bryant, you bet on preseason uh-huh. basketball. Today? Well, I woke up this morning and I saw one tweet that said uh, that Kyrie, Luca, they were starting along with uh, Derek Lively, their their rookie from Duke. I got excited and I said, "This game's at 11? Yeah, I'll bet on it. The way you inform your bets is wild. What's well, preseason? So, Speaking man. of which, Rangers underdogs tonight in the Garden preseason against the Bruins. Uh, not they telling last you, night though, back to back. Not back telling back. you what to bet on, but uh, might be a good one. Who'd right? They play, who'd they play last night? Uh, did the they Devils play the, in New Jersey. But did they, lost did they play their? Did they play their guys? Or did they play young guys? They've kind of been split. They mm-hmm. they still have. They, 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 everyone's narrowed down at this point, yeah. but they're still playing a lot of guys, and and there's a lot of. Man, I mean, I don't want to talk about the Rangers the whole time. Nobody cares. But there's so much criticism about Alexi Lafreniere and these oh, other young man, Lafreniere. People are mad. Oh, like, I believe you, it. You think they're mad at Evan Neal. They're, <laughs> they're coming after this kid in the preseason because yeah, he hasn't. No, I believe de- it. They thought he was going to be a star uh-huh. in the league because he was drafted or he was developed by the yeah. organization. And there's these such high hopes. My and, buddy's been down on Loft ever since he was, uh, ever since his draft year. He was like, this guy's, this guy's not that good. Really? Yeah. Well, people, uh, people, other people disagree, I suppose. But now I, I think they're. Catching up to Maybe. what your buddy says, yeah, I, I guess. So. Um, we only have like a minute and a half here, Brian. And I want to bet on games tonight. There's a home dog on a weeknight in in college football, which what? is one of my favorite bets to make in college football. However, that team is Louisiana Tech, and I love Western Kentucky. Yeah, so this team's elected, and I don't know anything about college football, so I'll stay away from that if you don't like that at all. But I just, in general, principle I mean, that is one of our that's one of our rules, and we though. make those rules so we don't have to make our yeah. own decisions in that regard. There's a literal reason for mm-hmm. it. Um, Kami. Are six point favorites against the Bears tonight? I, I can't lay six points on a short week. I mean, but I also points. can't lay. I also I also can't bet. I mean, the Bears are cursed. I, I also can't honest. bet on the Bears either. Um, and I think the Commanders are, are fairly decent. I was they got trying, quarterback back there and, and Sam Howell. I would. They really do. I was trying to find a way to make this game a teaser. You know, yeah. like I want to maybe tease it. I think I don't think you're supposed to do this. What's it? The Wong teaser. You know what that is? Mm-mm. It's like I, a guy I'm very that, new to teasers. You introduced me to teasers. So the Wong now. teaser. I, I just learned about this recently too. The Wong teaser is like you want to get the game within like the margin of scoring. So like if it's like. I don't know exactly what it is, but you're not supposed to take tease games down to like zero, for instance. So, like, right. I've got Washington minus six. I was thinking about teasing it, putting Washington on the money line with another game. 
Jaguars making them plus 12 on the Ooh. road kind of sounds uh, no, appealing. No, Jaguars are in our home game in, in London. Uh, yeah, that's what I meant, but in London. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm looking uh, at the a home game for them. They're always, I mean, they, they're always there in London. That's my bet. Talk to you tomorrow.